Hey everybody, thanks for joining Spring Pack, the podcast. We have a great show lined up, lots to talk about, so let's get after it. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of Spring Path, the podcast. I have a special guest today from Porter and Chester Institute, the president and CEO, Jim Bologa. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Uh, I'm doing great, Mike. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, I'm really glad to have you on the show. You and I have caught up uh, offline a few times and uh, the story behind uh, Porter and Chester really, uh, I think, will resonate with a lot of students and parents watching this episode. But uh, before we get into that, why don't you tell us, because I always ask a little bit about yourself, because, um, you know, how you got to this role. Uh, I know you and I were joking around because we used to be uh, student athletes, but uh, hockey was your choice. And how do you go from a hockey player to the president and CEO of Porter and Chester? <laughs> yeah, no, great, great question. Thanks for the thanks for the uh, the lead in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, off to college, um, you know, uh, pre-med major. Um, and uh, decided to uh, try to walk on to a Division II ice hockey team as a goalie. Uh, and uh, I actually did it. Uh, so uh, uh, labs, my, uh, my, my biology labs were, were, became very challenged because it was uh, during uh, uh, practice time. And so, sure. um, yeah, it's, when I went to school. Taxing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, unfortunately, it didn't work for my academic schedule. And my grandfather, who was a doctor, said to me, you know, if, uh, if pre-med doesn't work out, um, uh, he actually was the CEO of a company he said to me, you know, learn accounting. Uh, that's like the language of business. And so uh, <laughs> hence, I followed his advice. And uh, uh, from there, uh, you know, did not pursue a, a hockey, uh, a hockey career. Uh, not sure I could have, but uh, uh, then moved on and became a CPA and, and uh, started my career with Pricewaterhouse. And, and uh, over the years, um, I've always had an interest in education um, sure. and training and, um, you know, I'm a big proponent of continuous lifelong learning. So um, that's uh, uh, and that's how I ended up here. I knew somebody um, uh, who uh, was involved with Porter and Chester Institute and, uh, you know, relationships and networking really matter. And uh, mm -hmm. I was I was fortunate enough to, to come here as a consultant um, originally and uh, and then moved into the chief operating officer role. And then since uh, 2012, I've been the president and CEO. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great story. And, and you actually hit on a, a key note is that, you know, it, it is about network. And one of the things I always tell students when I'm talking to them is any path you take, um, whether you're still in high school or you're going into that next level for post-secondary, you really want to hone in on building out your network. Because, you know, to your point, you had this path, then you, you know, were following numbers and then through your relationships, uh, this this opportunity opened up for you. So, yeah, it's a, that's a great point. Um, so let's talk about Porter and Chester. So it's a technical institution. What would be the, the key differentiator when students sit down and they're talking with their parents or they're looking at, hey, I'm about to graduate high school. I'm looking at going on a career path, but first I know I, I want to get an education, uh, either a certification and or a four-year degree. Why would students choose Porter and Chester as a technical institute, as a path? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, I think for um, for students, um, you, you know, it's, it's a very daunting task, right? You're you're 17, 18 years old. Um, you know, you're, you're trying to make, um, you know, a, a life decision, a career decision. And mm -hmm. uh, for, for us, um, what we're what we're really proud of is that um, the educational programs that we offer 
generally um, are uh, somewhere between 40 weeks, 50 weeks, 60 weeks. So they're relatively short in, in, uh, in length uh, compared to, you know, traditional um, two-year or four-year degree. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things that um, uh, I think resonates with our students is that, um, you know, if you're a, if you're a visual hands-on learner, um, that um, our education really sort of plays right into that. Because again, students will spend about half of their time in lecture, um, traditional lecture, whether it's um, online uh, or it potentially being in a physical classroom. And then they'll spend the uh, remaining 50% um, in our industry modeled labs, practically applying the theory that they learn. And um, you know, my advice um, you know, to parents and, and, and students, prospective students is, you know, come, you know, come check out our campuses, come check out our labs. Um, I think you'll be really impressed. We, um, um, you know, our faculty and, um, you know, our uh, campus designers have taken a great uh, effort in, in designing um, learning environments that really model um, the real world. And, um, and, 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 and so, you know, that's what I would encourage, um, you know, families and prospective students uh, to do is to come take a look because, you know, what I often find uh, in talking with some of our graduates and some of our, our current students is um, they didn't know about this as a as a viable option uh, during high school, um, you know, just because, uh, you know, they, they didn't necessarily have somebody in a in one of these um, uh, 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 industries. And, and so, again, mm -hmm. they didn't have that sort of network, if you will, uh, to familiarize themselves with it. And, uh, you know, the great thing about, again, our programs is they're relatively short term. Um, you come out with tangible skills, meaning that you can you can get a job, you know, let's just call it after a year and, you know, you can turn a wrench, um, you know, you can bend conduit, uh, you can give an injection, um, you, you know, yeah. all, all these things that, um, you know, you have um, that employers are looking for right now. Um, you know, it, it's really it's really very much in focus. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were talking offline a little bit, but we were we were kind of hinting on um, as examples like electrician or nursing or, um, you know, different skill sets. But to your point, the investment that a student makes into the program is short term, but it, it is hands on. You have the labs, you have the environments, and really it's meant to be a track that gets you right into the, the working environment that you're choosing. And so can you talk a little bit about uh, the curriculum, I think you mentioned offline that some things were uh, like state focused uh, or state driven on some of them. But yeah. where you really provide a differential is in the beginning, helping the students select a path. And that's that's kind of a unique yeah. element to you and to your organization. Yeah, no, I mean, we I mean, um, during covid, we you know, we 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 uh, we, we started to pivot a, a lot of the application enrollment process online. Um, and, and since we um, we've been in COVID now for, you know, going on three years, um, mm -hmm. we, we you know, we have recognized that we need to have conversations with uh, with uh, people, with prospective students. We're you know, we're human. We, we you know, we uh, crave social interaction. And so um, what we're doing now is we are actually having conversations with students, uh, whereas in the past we allowed them to sort of make their own decision providing them with just, I would say, static information. Um, okay. So the first thing is our admissions folks are going to uh, end up reaching out to prospective students and their families and, and you know, asking some some basic questions um, about career choice and, and, and where you might want to go and what you want to do and why you'd want to do that. Um, you know, once you um, determine your career path, um, 
you would then meet with our financial aid team and they would help you and your family figure out how to best afford, you know, coming to school. And then um, once you get through that, uh, then you'd start school. And, you know, in the first week, um, we are meeting uh, with students. Our career services team members are meeting with students um, already introducing um, the concept that, you know, you're here for 40 weeks or you're here for 50 weeks or you're here for 60 weeks. And at the end of that time, you know, our goal is that you're going to graduate and you're going to become employed. So ideally, you graduate on a Friday and you go to work on Monday, applying those practical skills that you've learned um, during your time with us. And, um, you know, along the way, our career service uh, team members are super focused on helping students um, develop uh, the resume, um, uh, job, job interviewing skills, doing mock interviews, uh, uh, figuring out how to search for companies, identifying what companies they want to work for, what are the qualities, you know, that uh, in a company sure. that they're looking for. So we really, it's really a holistic approach, um, you know, to the student um, from day one where we're really, um, um, you know, um, getting, get, getting them integrated into this process. I mean, not only are they um, learning theory and um, the skills, you know, in their, in their specific career track, um, but they're also starting to learn those um, professional skills, you know, that's going to help them, uh, you know, for the rest of their lives um, in, in terms of navigating, um, you know, the job and career markets um, that they're interested in. Yeah. So, so that's great. So you actually, you hit on something that's really kind of near and dear to me and, and why I started Spring Path and, and the series here is to help students. But most importantly for me is when you're a student and you're coming up and you're getting ready to make these decisions. One of the things that you may be faced with is, hey, I want to be an astronaut, but no one in my family is an astronaut. I don't know anyone. <laughs> Who do I talk to? So right. in your role and what you touched on here with your organization is, you know, students who may not know an electrician in their family, but really are considering that as a profession, don't have to feel alone. They can actually come speak to one of your admissions uh, counselors and they'll help with the career path. They'll help set the expectation, but also how do I pay for it? And then, you know, when I go through the, the program, how do I get a job? And it sounds like you're there each step of the way, um, you know, helping the student. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we take great pride in, in um, you know, in helping every one of our students. I mean, I think uh, every every one of our team members is, is very committed, um, you know, to uh, what we do. Um, you know, again, we're, uh, we're super excited um, about all the programs, the educational programs that we offer. And, um, and again, I think uh, for a lot of folks, um, to your point, if you don't really know anybody um, in your family or in your friend network, um, mm -hmm. who's, you know, mom or dad is an electrician or a plumber or an HVAC tech or an automotive technician or a practical nurse or medical or dental assistant or someone who may sure. work in manufacturing as a, a CADS drafts person or somebody who works in IT. Sure. Um, you know, so so I think that, um, you know, my my uh, recommendation to you know, everybody I talk to is, um, you know, come check it out. I mean, you might you might be surprised. And, um, you know, it's a bit more rigorous than I think people realize. I mean, you know, you take, um, you know, you take plumbing or you take, a, a, you know, becoming a plumber or an electrician. I mean, there's things that you um, actually do in high school that actually are relevant, like things like geometry, um, things like algebra, sure. um, 
you know, there, there are, um, you know, many mathematical formulas um, that, uh, you know, you need to, you know, uh, really use in your everyday life, uh, being a plumber or an HVAC tech or an auto tech or, uh, um, you know, electrician, uh, even practical nurses in terms of, um, you know, taking a look at, um, you know, different, uh, you know, medication and making sure you understand the math oh, yeah. around, um, you know, medicine and things like that. So, so again, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, I encourage every family to really take a hard look at this. And, you know, the other thing that I, I really, um, uh, feel great about with regards to the programs that we offer is, you know, uh, students are coming out with, with real skills, tangible skills that they can mm -hmm. use day one on the job. And, and it, and what I think the exciting thing is, is for those folks who, uh, are maybe a little bit more, um, ambitious and, you know, want to start a business in 10 years, you know, just, you know, you think about, you think about that, you know, yeah, you'll have to probably go get some, uh, classes and accounting and marketing and, and human resources and management and, you know, job estimating and things like that. Um, but, you know, you can, this could lead to a path of, you know, becoming a business owner someday. A hundred percent. That's, that's actually, you know, one of the key pieces I was going to, I was going to ask you about is with some of these uh, certifications, these courses, and then uh, let's use electrician as an example. Yeah. Uh, so you're going in, come to Porter and Chester, you check it out, you're getting hands-on training, you're getting a certificate. Now you go in and you're going to help them find that apprenticeship. They're going to, they're going to have to do their, you know, so many hours that they have to do, which is yeah. required by the state. Um, but after that, they're in a position now where they're going to become a business owner. They can go out on their own and they can really kind of stake their claim, go out. But there are elements to this that have to do with finding customers. You have marketing, you have to do right. your accounting. So you have to have your numbers uh, locked in and dialed in. So talk to me a little bit about that, because we were talking offline about some of the some of the ways you help at that level. When, they, when a student yeah. gets to that point and they want to take it to the next level. Yeah. So, so again, I mean, so if you're, if you're um, an electrician or an HVAC tech uh, plumber, I mean, generally what happens is there's state requirements uh, for licensure. Um, uh, so those, those state agencies um, basically set the standards, if you will, to become a licensed professional. Uh, we do have other programs as you and I have talked about that um, are generally nonprofit organizations um, that um, sponsor a certification, which is a little bit different than, than the licensure. And I just want to make sure we're, you know, you sure. and I and our, and our viewers and listeners are clear on that. So, sure. so, um, so again, uh, with regards to, you know, becoming an electrician, let's just say in Connecticut, you know, there's so many, uh, there's 720 hours of related instruction. You know, think of it mm -hmm. as classroom time. Um, mm -hmm. And then the balance of time you would spend, um, you know, taking that theory and practically applying it um, in our industry modeled lab so that when you do go out in the field, um, and, you know, and your employer asks you to do a 90 degree bend on a piece of conduit, um, you know, in, sure. a, in, a, in a home, um, you can do that. And so um, to, um, you know, further your career. So let's just say that you're an electrician, you have 720 hours of related instruction, you get that from us. And then you need, um, you know, 8,000 hours of on the job training um, mm -hmm. under a licensed professional who then vouches for your um, your on the job training hours that mm -hmm. then sets you up to take the licensing exam uh, to become a, a licensed uh, journeyman, if that's what you want to become. Um, 
and then at that point to to your earlier comment you know you're now um a licensed professional and um you know the world opens up uh for you in terms of opportunity uh further opportunity and um yeah one of the things that we um uh, have done through uh, uh, one of our um, uh, uh, sister schools, if you will, uh, YTI Career Institute, is we do have a, a business uh, management program that we're um, basically trying to make a little bit shorter and make the um, the content uh, much more relevant to somebody who uh, would be looking to start, um, you know, a small business. So think of it as a um, you know a beginning entrepreneur program. Where somebody uh, would 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 address sure. you know the issues of accounting, finding customers, marketing for customers, you know dealing with um, you, you know your employees and, and managing your employees and managing your customers. And so again, we we were um, uh, got a program where um, students who let's just say they're ten years out, um, you know they might at that point decide, hey, I, you know I need to get some more education. Uh, and get myself ready because this is what I want to do. I want to own my own electrical contracting business or my own plumbing business sure. or my own HVAC business. Or, and, or and, yeah, yeah. And what's great about that again is now you're looking at um, you know a, a shorter program. So essentially, you're helping them with a short run program that's uh, in the beginning more or less financially palatable compared to some of the cost of education in post-secondary can be sure, crazy. Sure. But then they're out, they're doing their thing. Now they decide, hey, I want to take this to the next level. I want to I want to open my own business. They can come back to you for another short program, which mm -hmm. gives the breadth of what's required. And then if they wanted to, they can, you know, pursue it in more detail if they wanted. But you're you're basically helping them each step along the way to make it to each level that they're looking for. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and again, you know, we um, you know, in in the greater Connecticut uh, you know, Massachusetts markets. I mean, you know, we've, we've, um, we've got, you know, over 27,000 graduates who are at various stages of their careers. And, um, you know, just, a, a you know, quick side note on a, on a hockey story. I was with my daughter up in Vermont at a hockey tournament and, um, she had gotten some new teammates on her, on her team. And, uh, mm -hmm. we were out at dinner after one of the games and I was sitting next to a gentleman and, and, you know, sort of started a conversation with him. And I said, oh, what do you do? And he goes, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an automotive, uh, uh technician, uh, mechanic. I said, sure. Oh, I said, uh, that's great. Where, you know, where is your shop? And he told me where his shop was in Connecticut. And I said, Oh, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you, uh, learn how to do that? And he goes, uh, I don't know. You probably haven't heard this place. It's called Porter and Chester Institute. And I said, Oh my gosh, uh, you know, I'm the president and CEO of that school. I said, how long, uh, how long ago did you graduate? And he, I, I won't embarrass him if he's listening. But it was a few years ago. So, uh, yeah. um, but, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I do, uh, I do bump into folks all the time. I, again, was at a car show and, you know, bumped into uh, somebody who graduated in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, say the mid eighties uh, in our uh, computer aided drafting and design program. And now he's, you know, has sort of moved his way up in, in an organization. And he's, he's sort of like, um, you know, his title was lead engineer. Um, I'm not sure what, what is really entailed in that, but, um, you know, sure. obviously, you know, taking our CAD program is not going to necessarily qualify you as you leave our school for engineering position but you know he obviously um uh i think got some additional education as well along the way but you know he started small started with us he said it was the best decision he you know he ever made um, sure and it was really yeah. uh very uh helpful very foundational and you know he mentioned to me he wasn't really ready um uh to uh, head into higher ed and you know the way that he saw this was 
um, until he sort of really knew what he wanted to do. It, it's a great um, it's a great way for families to um, uh, to to I'll say just explore. You know, I don't sure. say it's an experiment, but um, you know, it's 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 one year you know of your life versus you know two or three you know four or or something more. Sure. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, that that's what he shared with me is that he um, he was able to, to get that foundational uh, knowledge and, and um, tangible skills. And then from there, he built on it. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I mean, that's what's coming through loud and clear as I'm, as I'm listening to you is it's um, obviously you have to be dedicated or committed. You know, it, it is a year. There is a cost to it. You're, you're looking at something. But once you do that, um, you now have a foundational standpoint where you can actually build upon that. You can get additional education if you wanted to, you can do your apprenticeship, you can start your own business and come back. Um, so it just opens up more doors and more opportunity. Plus you're building out your network and that's where your career services will help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Jim, can you tell us a little bit about the programs that Porter and Chester offers uh, for our listeners? Absolutely. Um, so in the, in the skilled trades area, um, we offer um, an automotive technology program. So again, if you want to become an automotive um, uh, technician, that's um, uh, uh, you know certainly a great program to do. Um, I will. Um, we did recently just um, start to incorporate um, electronic vehicle EV um, curriculum. Uh, we started in our Worcester, Massachusetts campus in that program, sure. and we're going to eventually move that um, where we have automotive programs. Um, uh, throughout our, our campus network. And I'll, I'll share with uh, your viewers as well, our campus network in a minute. But again, we have um, automotive technology. Um, we've got um, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and refrigeration, HVAC. Sure. Um, we have an uh, ele electrical program, which again, um, you could work in industrial, commercial, or residential uh, electrical work. Um, mm -hmm. We have a, a low voltage um, a technology program. And again, uh, those are the folks who might be dealing with um, security, home automation, okay. um, any sort of building control systems um, and, and the related uh, connectivity to, I'll call it the internet of, of things. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you, do you bring your students into old homes and open up the walls? Because I think that would be great on the job experience. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I used to we, renovate we, houses uh, when I was younger, and you, you get some twists and turns when you when you start yeah. opening those walls. Yeah, what what we do do is based on the area where our campus might be, our physical campus might be. We generally try to get um, again um, our industry modeled labs to accommodate uh, some of the building materials that you might encounter. So again, sure. like you know, in an HVAC environment or electrical uh, or or plumbing, for example, is another another program that uh, folks could look into. Um, yeah, we will try to find uh, uh, some of the, the the building materials that they'll be exposed to and, and incorporate that into our actual labs. <laughs> so, great. yeah. So, again, on skilled trades, automotive technology, uh, uh, electrician, plumber, HVAC, R technician, uh, low voltage technician. Um, also, um, most recently, we are offering a welding program in our uh, Bridgeport uh, campus. And okay. uh, again, we're super excited. We've gotten some support from some local employers, uh, Hornblower uh, and Bridgeport Boatworks. Um, they've actually provided some scholarship money. Uh, so we're super excited about that program. And we are mm -hmm. gonna look to extend that program to other campuses. 
um, uh, and work with, uh, we are working with some other very large employers who need, uh, need welding expertise in, in, in Connecticut and Massachusetts. Um, and then pivoting over to healthcare, again, we have medical assisting, uh, dental assisting, uh, practical nursing. Um, and then lastly, uh, on the IT side, uh, we do have a, a computer and network uh, technology um, a, a program, and I had previously mentioned our computer-aided and drafting and design program um, as sure. well. So we have folks who are, you know, getting involved in 3D uh, printing. And again, um, you know, that program uh, has um, has really uh, been very um, important to people who are building things uh, and designing things. So whether it's, you know, on an architectural uh, point of view or a mechanical um, you know, we do provide students with uh, the real world, real world training uh, around um, software tools like SolidWorks. Um, so those are our uh, our uh, our twelve programs that we offer, and sure. um, you know, we do have campuses um, in Connecticut. We have I was going to uh, ask regionally, where are you located? Okay. Yeah, we have six we have six campuses in Connecticut. So we have a campus in in Enfield. Uh, we have a campus in Rocky Hill. A campus in New London a campus in uh, Hamden, um, mm -hmm. a campus in Waterbury, and a campus in Bridgeport. And in Massachusetts, we have a campus in Chicopee, Worcester, Mass., and Brockton, Mass. Okay. So again, we try to cover all the major uh, metropolitan areas or cities mm -hmm. um, you know, in Connecticut and Massachusetts so that we can be um, very accessible uh, to, uh, to our students. And, um, you know, and lastly, we are offering these programs um, uh, either in a hybrid format, which means, again, um, lecture online uh, with a faculty member. Um, students will have to do some work on their own every day, uh, so they get time of day flexibility. Uh, mm -hmm. They then come to our lab uh, a couple times a week to then take that theory and practically apply it in the lab setting. Um, sure. We do have some programs that are uh, completely on um, online. So our, our CAD program and our computer network uh, technology program has moved online. Okay. Um, and and uh, lastly, we do have some programs that are um, delivered 100% um, um, on ground. Um, so that's you know that's a, a a program where students would show up for a physical classroom. They have to be there at a certain time. You know, attendance is very important to us. Um, and then and then they would do their uh, their lab work as well uh, with us. And uh, Mike, I, I would like to maybe make a quick mention about um, a, another school that we do have um, in terms of some of the unique programs that we have um, that um, I think um, the viewers and listeners might be interested in. Um, sure. One of those programs um, and uh, uh, is medical billing and coding and health information management. Um, also, we have a program around uh, veterinary technician and respiratory technician. So again, um, you know, if there's any animal lovers out there, uh, yeah. we do have a program to help them become a veterinary nurse. Um, and uh, if anybody's um, interested um, in helping people breathe, um, especially <laughs> given uh, where we're at in COVID, uh, sure. respiratory technician or respiratory therapist is a uh, another very a viable career. Um, and then, and then, lastly, we all love to eat. I think, and uh, we do have a, a culinary and restaurant management and a pastry arts program as well uh, through our um, uh, sister affiliated school called YTI Career Institute. That's fantastic. And are those uh, where are those located regionally? Are they? 
so so we do have um, three schools, uh, three physical schools in Pennsylvania. Um, one school is in Altoona, Pennsylvania, about 20 minutes south of Penn State University. Um, that program is delivered in a, a hybrid online manner, meaning okay. that students would do their um, lecture piece online and then they would do their clinical experience where they live. So, um, you know, okay. let's just say that uh, a student lives in uh, 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 Maryland or, or, or Massachusetts, um, you know, that student would, would basically log on every day, uh, go through, do their work, interact with their instructor. And then um, when it came time for them to do clinical, uh, they would, um, uh, we would work with them um, and uh, they would look to find a clinical experience locally. So if someone lived oh, okay. in, let's just say Springfield, Mass., you know, we would look to find a hospital where they could go in and do um, uh, respiratory therapy, uh, clinical uh, work uh, with, with, that, with that hospital. Uh, similarly, same thing with veterinary technician uh, program, same sort of concept. So again, sure. let's just say you lived in Worcester, Mass., you were interested in doing this um, online hybrid program. Um, same sort of concept in terms of delivery. Um, you would attend classes online. Um, you'd have you know access to the instructor. Um, you'd go through your your coursework, and then you know when it came time to do your clinical um, uh, work, uh, you would um, partner with a local uh, veterinary uh, hospital or clinic, and you would go in there and do your work there. So again, uh, we're super excited about about those programs, and and really for us. Um, with COVID, we've tried to make education um, uh, much more flexible uh, for for all of us, uh, given you know all the different constraints that we have between you know our family lives, our work lives, and uh, obviously sure. uh, constantly trying to help ourselves get a little bit better. Sure, work life balance, hundred percent. And it's great to hear about a hybrid program like that, so where uh, geography is not really a restriction in any way. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and again, you know, one of the things that we've heard from students is that they appreciate, um, you know, in these programs, the time of day flexibility. So think about um, things like where you used to have to be at a class at, say, you know, 730 or eight o'clock in the morning, um, mm -hmm. you know, and let's just say that you're, you know, you may be, uh, you know, um, you may have family commitments or you may have something happen where you have to help out a family member. Um, you know, and that sort of then, you know, impedes your ability to get the class, let's just say at eight o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, you know, what you can now do is you can, you know, do what you need to do for your family or for yourself. And then, you know, knowing that, you know, at 12 noon, you know, you've got time from 12 noon to say, you know, four o'clock or five o'clock, you can do all your work then. Um, and you, you, you can sort of break it up in, in, you know, in different parts of your day and really fit it in every day. Um, and again, um, you know, I think we're, we are finding students who are uh, really appreciating the fact that they uh, they have that that time of day flexibility with these um, with these hybrid programs, and uh, they do all truly every every student loves coming to our labs. I mean, that's uh, yeah. we've taken great pride, and 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 I, I really think we have uh, some of the best labs around. Uh, we work with our program advisory committee members, and um, really the really have developed some really nice industry model labs. So I'd encourage everybody, you know, check out our website. Uh, we have pictures up there, but more, more importantly, come, come take a tour uh, of our campus. I think you'd be pretty impressed. Yep. And so Jim, this has been, this has been awesome. This has been extremely informative. Um, it, you highlighted each of the elements for the programs and you talk about how you help students in the beginning, they can go 
experience, then come back, get more teachings and more uh, education to really up their game or take it to the next level as a professional. And I guess what I would ask right now is where would you like people to go to learn more or to reach out to you uh, to get more information? Yeah, I mean, the, the best place to start um, is uh, porterchester.edu. That's our website. And um, there's a, a lot of information on that website. Um, you know, again, if, if uh, you are uh, interested, you can always um, also, um, you know, write on that website. You can you can apply um, uh, there and someone will will reach out to you. Um, so, again, we've 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 put a lot of information out there for uh, for prospective students and their families to take a look at. And, um, you know, again, I'd encourage you to um, you know, go to the website porterchester.edu. There's a there's a, there's a ton of information out there and, um, you know, uh, complete an application, enroll right there and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll reach out to you and, and start a conversation. That's fantastic. Jim, thank you so much for being on the show and for all our listeners. Check out porterchester.edu to see if Porter and Chester is a match for you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jim. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. It was great.